Can you hear me in your headphones? I can hear you. Oh, good. And welcome to another episode of Steph Status Update. I am joined today by another special guest. I'm joined by Tracy, and I'm going to shut up now and let Tracy introduce herself. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so glad to be here. I'm Tracy. And a little bit about me. I'm a registered nurse. I am a fitness instructor. I teach pound and kangoo jumps rebound boots. I'm an author. I've co-authored two books. Third one is in the process right now. I am a speaker. I have been a podcast guest on multiple shows as well as I am a podcast host of my own, which is called What Has Changed Your Life? And to top it all off, because I have nothing else to do, <laughs> I am a health and wellness and a life coach as well. Fantastic. So thank you, everybody. Nice to meet you all. So you're pod famous, basically, and you've got loads of I'm other skills. <laughs> I know my friends would laugh. They're like, really? Do you need anything else to do? Like you've got, <laughs> you only have 24 hours in a day and you have so much going on. I'm like, yeah, but these are my passion projects. Yeah, you've got to stay busy. When you're passionate... You, it doesn't feel like work. Exactly. So I always do this. I introduce the podcast, introduce the um, guest, the podcast, yeah. the episode. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I never, I never always, I never get to what the episode's about. So this episode is another movies that made me. Um, yeah. And that's movies that made Tracy as well as myself a little bit. Cause I jump in with a couple of movies, but I always like to get my guests to kick off with their movies first. So I never take center stage. It's all on you, Tracy. So whenever you're ready to go, please give me your first movie. First one is James Bond. The newest one. Okay. Time to die. Before you do that, though. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. So if you haven't seen James Bond yet, fast forward. I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll put it into the uh, description later on where you can forward to. But spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Okay. So great movie. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, What I found at the end was what stuck with me in terms of sacrificing yourself for the people that you love. And I think for a lot of people, that's like the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. Right. Is giving yourself to the person you love, but having a chance before they go to say what you want to say. And I think that's a lot of everyday life with everyone so my philosophy is you always want to say what you want to say while the person's here because you never know when that death date will come i always joke we all have an expiry date on our butts we just can't see it so that's why it's so important i think to say what you want to say before you go and that way there's nothing left and of course it's the ultimate sacrifice of giving yourself to Mm -hmm. protect the people that you love And so I think that's why that scene is so powerful, spoiler alert, (laughs) because he does that. Yeah. Right. He gives, he gives himself to protect the person he loves and another spoiler alert, his child. (laughs) Oh, you just, you just ruining this movie. (laughs) I know, I know, I totally ruined it for you. So if you you haven't seen it, James Bond, unfortunately, uh, meets his end. Um, He does. Totally meets his end. And so... Yeah, and that's what kind of made me pause and think about life in terms of how we give our ultimate sacrifice, but also how how do we make sure we say what we want to say before we go, before our end date comes, right? Because it's going to happen to all of us. So making sure we let the people know around us how much we care for them, love them, how much we're, we're really excited that they're a part of our life. And then get rid of the ones that are toxic and yeah. don't don't nourish your soul, as I, was, I like I to say. I was just about to say something along those lines, actually. Um, yeah, it's important, right? No, it is. It is, completely. I've, I've learned the hard way that sometimes in order to carry on and further myself, I have mm-hmm. to make my circle a little bit smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Because Somet- not everybody gets yeah. where we come from. Like... When I started my own business and I've now ventured into health and wellness and coaching, for me, it felt very like a natural progression. 
for other people around me, they're like, are you crazy? Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing all this stuff? Like, what is that? Right. I know what it is. They don't necessarily have to get where it is I'm coming from. And sometimes people get a little bit jaded about that stuff, right? Because they're like, well, you're not the same person you were before. Well, no, we all, we all evolve. We all grow. We all change. Different challenges affect us differently, right? And that's how you go through life. That is what makes life exciting, trying all these different things and doing these different things. And, but making sure the people that are with you that have supported you and loved you and cared for you know how much that you are, that they are cherished in your life. And And, that's really important. And going on from that, um, you made me think Mm -hmm. it's often we do things and we're afraid of failure sometimes. And I think Mm. we often don't do stuff. I I have have stuff I want to do and I haven't Mm. done it up until like this point. And I'm in my forties now and (laughs) I could have done it 10 years ago, but it's only now that I'm, I'm starting to do it because I was scared the whole time that if I started this thing, it just wouldn't work out or people wouldn't like it or I wouldn't like it. And I was always basing myself off of what people would think about it or the fact that I probably would fail on it. And now I've started these things. I'm like, it wasn't actually that difficult. I don't know why mm-hmm. I still, I don't know why I delayed myself so long. It's that fear of the unknown, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's an, it's a primal instinct. Fear is such a primal instinct within us, right? Because back in the day we needed fear. Yes. If the lion was going to come eat us for lunch, <laughs> we needed to be afraid of that, right? So that's that primal instinct. Except today, in today's world, we don't have lions coming to eat us. No. So fear shows up in different ways, like exactly what you said. But what I say to people often is, especially my clients, is failure is a lesson, right? So fail often. Because how else are you going to learn? This is true. Right? How else are you going to grow? So don't look at at failure as a negative. Look at it as a positive because that's the stepping stone that you're going to use to get you to where you want to go, right? And that changes through life. The person I was in my, you know, 20s is completely different than the person I am today. And that's fantastic because you don't want to stay in the same place, right? No. Why would you want to stay in the same place? So don't look at it as failure as a fear based, change it, make it exciting. Yeah. I'm going to, if I fail at that, fantastic. I've learned something new. Now what? Now what's stopping me from going forward? Let's look at that. Let's go forward. And that's how you start getting into these different areas of life and recognizing that other people's opinions of you don't actually matter. That's, that's and a difficult that's one huge. though, isn't it? That is hard. Yes. It's very hard because we so want that validation from other people. Look at me. I'm doing so well, blah, blah, blah. We don't need it. Do you think you're doing well? Yes. Fantastic. That's all that matters. Because the only person you're running against is yourself in life. And we and forget to tell your we do forget, journey. Yeah, we do forget to tell ourselves that, though, don't we? Oh, God, yeah, all the time. Every single one of us. I can't, even myself included. Yeah. You know, sometimes I've let other people's opinions sway me in a one way or another. And then you get that feeling in the pit of your stomach and you're like, this doesn't feel right. And you're like, but I'm going to do it anyway, because this person thinks it's a good idea and but it doesn't feel right. And you're sitting there and finally clarity starts to come and you recognize, no, that isn't for me at all. That's somebody else's agenda for me. I need to go back to what feels right for me, right? For other people, when that happens, it looks like these walls are going up. You ever hear anybody say, I've hit a brick wall. Yes, yeah. I'm trying to do this job and I keep hitting these brick walls, right? That's yourself saying, that's not where you're supposed to be. Because when you're on the right path for you and everybody's different, Mm -hmm. things just open up and it becomes easy to do that thing that you are meant to do. And I, I've, not, I I've not really considered it like that often. I mean, I probably might have come to that conclusion passively, but I've never really jumped on that way of thinking or kind of latched onto it and thought, you know what, I'm doing this slightly wrong or this isn't right for me. And mm-hmm. maybe my actions yeah. are being dictated by the fact that I think other people will like it if I do this. Mm-hmm. 
that outward validation then, yeah. again. And it doesn't feel mm-hmm. right. He doesn't, you're like, uh, actually, maybe I shouldn't have. And then down the line, you look back and you think to yourself, why did I even bother? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you get mad at yourself. You're like, why did I do that? I didn't want to do that in the first place. But again, it's all about learning. Yeah. It's all about lessons. So I always say to people, never, never shame or blame or do any of that business because really it's a waste of time especially when you're doing it to yourself. What I say to people is approach things with curiosity and no judgment. Mm -hmm. Because whenever you're in a place of curiosity, you can't have judgment. Yes. Right? You're just curious. Why is this? Why is this the way it is? Why? Why are they thinking the way that they're thinking? And is this right? Like just plain curiosity because judgment and curiosity can't live in the same place. So it's really a different way of opening your eyes to life in general and just being curious. Hmm, I wonder why I feel like I need to go in this direction instead of this direction. Let's look at that, right? And that's that's how you start manifesting things in your life that are completely different sometimes from where you thought you would be. Yes, yeah. But isn't that exciting? It is. You know, I just realized as well, I'm listening to you talk and I'm talking yeah. to you and I had a clip lined up for your film and I've completely yes. forgot to play it. We forgot to play it. That's okay. Let's play oh, it now because no. I think it's good. Hang on one second, one second. We just need more time. If we only had more time. You have all the time. doesn't that get you in all the feels i admit i was in i watched this at the cinema and no i didn't i didn't shed a tear but (laughs) (laughs) but had it have been a different a different time of day maybe a different mood that i was in i might have let a couple of that because it was really it was actually really sad i didn't i didn't realize a james bond film could do that to you yes i know right we're talking about James Bond, tough guy. Bonkers. Absolutely right? bonkers, yeah. When I, whenever I watch James Bond, I always... It, I mean, early iterations of the character played by like Sean Connery mm-hmm. and Roger Moore, um, he was more of a, a bit of a womanizer. You could argue that he was, wasn't as respectful to women as this, this later iteration. Who, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying he's completely respectful of, of women out there, but at the same time... You don't get the notion that Daniel Craig um, is against everyone or against women or just kind of really arrogant or brash. He's just, he's a bit more no-nonsense. He just can't be asked to do things smoothly (laughs) and everything's crash, bang, wallop. But that's what I do like that about the way that he's kind of developed the character and played it for, I think he played it for about over 10 years now, hasn't he? Yeah, Yeah, and I agree with you. I think one of the evolutions of of the whole entire franchise has been women being created as equals yeah right how many times in the previous films which drove me crazy by the way when the woman would be like oh james oh god are you kidding me are you kidding me right now like with that (laughs) and you know one of the things i laugh at too is reese reese witherspoon said a quote which i think is fantastic and it kind of you know talks about that in a way about all of the things with this original before Daniel Craig franchise was she said in a lot of films, women are like turned to the men and say, what do we do now? Yes. Yeah. Have you ever heard a woman ask a man that question? Think about that. Do you know what? Because really most of us know what we're going to be doing next. (laughs) I I actually do not. I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking to myself, I, I haven't, I've no, no. And that drives me crazy because it's like the woman is lesser than Mm -hmm. and needs to have someone, the man, tell her what to do because she doesn't know. Like she can't think for herself. But in this franchise with Daniel Craig, you see that evolution 
of the strong women characters. And yeah. even in this last Bond, again, spoiler alert, sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> 007, there is a 007 female. Yes. I wanted to bring yeah. that up as well. I wanted、yes. to bring that up. Yes. No, no, purely because this, this is conversations happening online about who's going to be the next Bond, who's going to be the next Bond. And I've watched the film and I'm thinking to myself, it's her. It's, it's, it's her. It's her. What are you talking about? Who's、yeah. going to be the next James Bond? It's going to be a woman. It's going to be a black woman, actually, because she was given the、yes. designation. Yeah, she was given the designation of 007 in the movie. Spoiler alert. But we're, we're just ignoring that completely because I'm, I'm linked to MovieWeb、um, on Facebook and they're always talking about Bond or movies and stuff like that. And it's、yeah. usually the conversation that comes up every couple of weeks who's going to be the next Bond? And she's never in that, on that list. They've got、yes. f- like five black men, five white guys,、yeah. and never this woman. I can't remember her name in the movie. I can't remember her name、yeah. in real life, but I know for sure the mantle was handed over to her in the movie. So I do、mm-hmm. not understand why now we're talking about some dude playing James Bond in the next, in the next、yeah. version. So I, I, I、yes. don't know what they're going to do with the franchise now. And well, yeah, that was my thought. But then I was like, okay, I think what they've also done is they've recognized the 007 isn't. A singular person. Yeah. It's a designation, as you pointed out. And now this woman and a woman of color, which I think is fantastic, I think there needs to be more representation of that, has, as you say, passed the torch.、Yeah. So I think it's phenomenal. I'm like, yeah, you go. <laughs> like, I was like, yes, right? And she is pretty BA, if you、oh, know what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. I've used, I'm, I know, well, you've seen it, and I think. I don't know if I can swear. That's why I said BA.、Um, <laughs> you, you can swear. I, I've got one of those beat buttons, but to be honest, I never get to it quick enough. So if you do manage to say some kind of profanity,、uh, we'll just have to just live with、she's、it. She's good. She is good. Yeah, she's, she she's is good. good. And we know this from、she's、the start、totally、of the、good. movie. From the start of the movie, you're set up、yeah. for her character, and you're like,、yeah. wow. What, I, I, I loved her from the moment she entered the screen. And、yeah. throughout the movie, she was just pretty much similar to his vibe, but yes, she was just better. Girl version. She was just better. <laughs> yeah, I loved her. I was like, oh my God, thank goodness there's a woman on the screen <laughs> in the same level yeah. playing field、yeah. as James Bond, and even the character of Money Penny as yeah,、oh, well.、Um, she has been elevated、name. from just being a secretary.、Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that's been a wonderful thing in the last, which is, I think, part of the reason why I like, I personally, I know people are going to be like, really? I think Daniel Craig in my book is probably the best Bond. People are going to argue ferociously、people、about that. People are going to argue. They are going to hate that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Because everybody's like Sean Connery. <laughs> Yeah, but, he but, was a phenomenal actor. He was phenomenal.、Yeah. Sean Connery was phenomenal. And he is my second pick. Absolutely. But I think this, this version is, like you said, a raw version,、mm-hmm. a more non, no nonsense kind of thing. There are some theatrics, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I felt like this was more of a grittier bond, which I gravitated towards.、Yeah. But I also think the women were equal, more equal than they've ever been. So, I think that also, from that aspect, puts it at a different level playing field for me. But I think that the change was definitely needed in that Bond universe. Because、um, yes. if, if we'd have carried on from the Sean Connery, and、oh, who, who's that? Was it Timothy Dalton as well? I think he played a Bond too. So, if we'd have Pierce, did Roger was, Moore, was it Pierce Brosnan as well? Pierce Brosnan、yeah. was in there as well. Yeah. So, we've had a lot of, we've had a lot of bonds where、mm-hmm. we've completely ignored a whole swathe of other characters who could have stepped up and been, been a bit more and made Bond better. But they've allowed、yeah. that to happen in these, because another spoiler、um, Felix. I was really sad when Felix died in this new movie.、Yeah. But the thing is, I was sad because they built up his character in, previous, in the previous movies. So, when he,、yes. so when, he, when he got murdered, I was like, oh my God, Felix! <laughs> it was I know, you're like, <gasps> what? How come Felix die? Felix is always alive. He's always just there, kind of doing his thing, helping out, but not really helping out.、Yeah. I mean, he's kind of, was he CIA, wasn't he? Or something like that. He was with the Americans, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 
And yes. we, I could talk all day, but I, I need to move us on to our next movie. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. There's so much you can take from just that one scene, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot to all unpack. All right. All right. The next movie is, I'm going to do this one. This is Return of the Jedi. Yes. Um, a Star Wars movie. So I watched this when I was... Was that called again? The um, Something March... I can't yeah, remember. that's the, the Darth, Ve- Vader, the Darth, Darth Vader Vader's March. March. Oh yeah. my god, that that film when I watched, I yeah. watched it when I was little, and it mm-hmm. blew me away. Absolutely yeah. blew me away because obviously I'd watched the other, the other two, but I really liked it because it was the evolution of the Luke Skywalker character, mm-hmm. and he was finally. I was waiting for him to be a Jedi. I was like. You saw Star Wars A New Hope and you had the lightsaber and you couldn't really use it. And I was like, oh, you can't really use it. And in, in, in uh, Empire, he was just Starts getting back. The, yeah, yep. he was just getting the hang of it. And then Return of the Jedi, you were like, when he goes to Jabba's um, palace and rescues Leia and Han Solo. Uh, yeah. 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 I was like, now, now he is a Jedi. And um, yeah. some of the things that made it for me were the fact that um, they were allowed to kind of play around with the characters a little bit more expand them a little bit more and then set mm-hmm. you up hopefully for what i thought would be more movies after return of the jedi but mm-hmm. i mean it ended kind of like where everyone's happy but yep. in the back of my mind i was like some of the enemies were still kind of alive or they didn't all die what happened to them yeah. but as yeah. but they've kind of branched out the whole universe um with shows like uh the book of boba fett um yes the mandalorian that's come out recently yes. Um, they've done some of the cartoons as well. They've done um, the Bad Batch, which is a bunch of clones who... Yeah, and are, the Clone Wars. Yeah, they've done Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, I didn't really particularly like the newer movies. Yeah, so the history with that is the Star Wars franchise with George Lucas. The thing was, he only wanted episodes four, five, and six yeah. to be done. Okay. Because in his estimation, from what I read, he felt that those were the three best movies and, they are. and also kind of like a complete series right so beginning you see the you know in a new hope you see the young luke skywalker blah 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 so his intention was never to release any of the other movies but then um i guess the public and their everybody decided they wanted to know how did this even happen <laughs> who is darth vader who is you know how did luke come to be how are they brother and i was asking blah, the same blah, blah. questions I was asking the same so questions. Then they decided, and also Disney at some point bought all of the franchise as yeah. well. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So that's also how that all became expanded. So then they had to go back and tell you how this all came to be with one, two, and three, and then four, five, and six. So for us diehards, mm-hmm. you know, the ones that were actually alive when the movie came out. <laughs> which tells you a little bit about where I am demographically in terms of age. Um, four, five, and six will always be top. Yes. Yeah. Right? You got, you got my vote top. there. Um, in terms of my next favorite one, I would have to say, hmm, Return of the Sith was good. Really? Yeah. I liked, I know, it. I liked... Um, Oh God, I forget his name every time. Christian. Dar- oh, Christian. Okay, Christian. I was going to, you going to say the, the yes. uh, Darth Maul guy. No, no, I. Don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can tell I really didn't. I, I wish people could see your face, the face that you just made when I said that. No, Christian Haydenson, when he played the transition yeah. from being Anakin to Darth Vader, I thought actually, believe it or not, and a lot of people will probably disagree again. But I actually thought that was an excellent performance. And the scene where he is officially on that island or on that planet that's burning, you know, like, yeah, you know, yeah. and then um, <clears throat> Obi-Wan comes and they battle. And it's that good and the evil thing and how people can be turned and blah, blah, blah. But then when Obi-Wan is saying to him, you know, you were like my brother, like, and he was just like, trying to crawl up this you know volcano ash and his legs are gone and and yeah and all that i actually thought that was a very well done movie compared to some of the other ones okay what was your thought on that 
as I'm as I'm hearing you talk about it and as I'm thinking about it, I'm slightly swaying to almost agreeing with you a little bit, but just a tiny bit. But yeah. I, I just remember feeling burnt by the the new three movies that came out and thinking mm. I I I I'm not enjoying this. But there mm. are bits, and this is why I slightly agree with you. There are bits of those movies that I think are good, and I mean good. Yeah. But it didn't help the overall movie for me, or the overall rest of the movies. Yes, I felt like. To be honest, the newest three, while they were still well done, mm. it felt recycled. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Right? We've been there, done that with the Luke Skywalker character. <clears throat> and I felt that they could have done, they could have gone in so many different directions. But to me, it felt like the same thing. And I was a little bit disappointed by that. I felt. You're not wrong. wrong. Yeah. Because they could have taken uh, Ray's character and gone so many different places. Right? And the same with the character of Ben. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. They could have gone in a million different directions with him. But to me, it felt recycled. It felt like they were trying to recreate the magic of 4, 5, and 6. Yeah, it 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 kind of fell flat. And I think um, before, mm. and I'm doing it again. I've got a clip from Return of the Jedi that I'm going to play. But um, yes, I felt I felt that because a lot of the movies were weren't on the same par as uh, four, five, and six. Mm. When and I'm I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. But when <laughs> but, you and me both, we're going to be <laughs> on that island together. <laughs> you James Bond, me Did Star you? Wars. But when when. Uh, Rogue One came out. I watched it and I, was, I said to myself, "This is the and this is the best Star Wars story I have mm. ever seen." And it it was actually for me. And this is what this is where the hate comes. It, it was better than four, five, and six. That Ooh. that was yeah. I know. See, you're looking at me like Ugh. that was my so so. You've got some. <laughs> You've got some unpopular opinions about James Bond. I've got some unpopular opinions about Star Wars. And this is my one. I've, I've, so I, yes. To this day, I watched Rogue One and I was like, what? this is this is immense. This is bonkers. This is so good. And it was good. I just thought, wow. But it can only live in its own little pocket because if you know what the story is about and mm-hmm. you know what happened, you know that those characters don't really have a way to come back unless it's a story about what they were doing before mm-hmm. because they don't really exist anymore they're all pretty much dead right yeah they got whacked yeah out. all of them yeah so, i don't think anyone cared well and that was the thing from when back in the original movie mm-hmm. when there's that scene where the general talks about how that information came to be and yeah. basically said in that scene tiny line tiny line you know, people lost, a lot of people lost their lives yeah. for this, right? So that's why all of those people yeah. had to. But I was, but when he said that, I was like, what people? <laughs> Who? Yeah. Just show yeah. me, show me. But they did. And I, I, I'm happy yep. that they actually made that movie because for me, like I said, it, it tipped everything kind of to one side. And I was like, this is my favorite. Okay, I'm going to play that clip from that's Return good. of the Jedi. Yeah, play the clip. All right, here you go. Anger, fear, aggression, the dark side are they. Once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. No. No. So when I hear that, when I hear Yoda saying Mm -hmm. that, yeah, it makes not, not it's it's a movie and it's fantastical, but it makes a lot of sense in the real world. It's like once you start doing bad stuff, <laughs> bad stuff yeah. is gonna just is gonna follow you if you put it in layman's terms, yep. you know. And it yep. is so true. I, I've got into situations where things aren't great, and I've let it carry on, and it just gets worse. Yes, it does. And you think to yourself, how the hell did I get here? 
you know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe if I'd have taken Yoda's advice <laughs> and, <laughs> and stayed on the good side of the force, I wouldn't be in this situation right now, but I've decided yeah. to do things the, the, uh, the wrong way and you're just digging yourself out of a hole, basically. Yeah. You know? And, move, and I like yeah, that go, go. premise about the whole movie about, you know, listening to your intuition going this way or going that way this way leads to the dark side this way leads to the you know to yeah. the good stuff it's that intuition in your body that you can relate to today and kind of moving on smoothly i want to talk more about star wars movies and i know i'm gonna just your choice that you picked was star wars so i want you to whack some a new, on that. a new a hope a new hope yes because And it ties in with yours, with Return of the Jedi, because in those movies, you can see the evolution of Luke Skywalker from being the young, naive boy to going in to what I like to call personal power. And the thing about it is, you know, when you're talking about transformation in terms of people in general, there actually is a thing and it's um, called the six stages of personal power. Okay. And you can see these six stages in Luke Skywalker. So I'll just briefly go over them. So one is feeling powerlessness, right? He's young. These things are happening all around him. His family gets killed, blah, blah, blah. Then he's going, right? He, he doesn't go. Then he, he's like, no, no, I'll stay with my family. Then they die. Then he goes. Second one is power by association. Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Yeah. Power by achievement. So the more that he does, he starts coming into his personal power, power by reflection, reflecting on back of where he is in his journey, right? Power by purpose, finding what, where he fits in, what is his purpose in all of this craziness that's going on around him in the Star Wars universe, and then power by wisdom, which is... Mm -hmm. Return of the Jedi. Yep. So believe it or not, those are the six um, stages of personal power. And you could perfectly see every single step of Luke Skywalker starting from stage one to stage six in those four movies and where his character starts to finishes, which I think is like, it happens with everyday people, right? Yeah. And then it coming into that wisdom. And I think some people get stuck in their lives when they're trying to figure out their purpose and they're not sure where to go and then they never get farther than that in their life because they haven't explored it Mm -hmm. they haven't trust themselves and so that's what represents to me in terms of that first movie is that journey of transformation from this young boy to this wise jedi which is that evolution and that can be translated into everyday life and i also like the good the evil yeah kind of thing that good <laughs> always wins over evil i love that right who doesn't love that well i was, I was gonna say so, sometimes it takes it does take a lot of time for some people i mean not everyone kind of gets that straight away it takes for some people they, they can be in their 30s when they get it 40s when they get it 50s when they get it but it's a process of evolving which is sometimes dictated by your environment, situations you're in, the people around Absolutely. you, how you are, and I think, and your mental state. And I think time. Yeah. Right? We need time to, this isn't something, very few people are going to be teenagers and are going to be completely into their infinite wisdom. Mm-hmm. Time is what teaches us those, at the beginning, when we talked about failure, it's all those lessons building up over time that you all of a sudden become wise yeah and then you're like oh okay i get that now (laughs) right all right i'm gonna i'm gonna move us on to our next movie which is one of mine and that is teen wolf i watched this film again i watched all these films when i was little when i was a kid but i watched this movie and i remember i'm not gonna this the scene that i want to show you or play for you isn't the scene that is one of my favorite scenes but it's one of the more exciting scenes there is a scene in the movie where he's playing basketball um and there's no dialogues there's no point playing it he gets crowded by the whole like the other team and he suddenly turns into the wolf and then everyone jumps off of him and they're looking all surprised and he's dribbling the ball 
and all of a sudden he can dribble a ball really well. <laughs> he dribble yeah. really well. And, and by the way, you didn't mention this is no. the Teen Wolf, the original Michael J. Fox. M- yes, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> keep, keep correcting me. Keep correcting me. But this is yes, this is Teen Wolf, Michael J. Fox, nineteen eighty-five. Um, yeah. And he he just breaks out and as becomes the wolf whilst playing basketball and dunks the ball, mm-hmm. and then everyone's just kind of looking shocked, and then gradually. They start getting used to the idea that some kid just turned into a wolf and he becomes yep. super popular. But yep. the bit that I want to play is the bit where he's coming to no, he's coming to grips with being the wolf and mm-hmm. he starts this is where he starts to have fun with it. So um yeah. I'm gonna play it, but um you know what it is, I know what it is, and hopefully a younger audience who haven't seen it will go and watch it and because I want it to be a wolf. When I, I was like, wouldn't it be so cool to be a werewolf, you know? Yeah. Look, man, we got to find new wheels. We got some good tunes and a total disregard for public safety. <laughs> You're right. Okay, let's go. All right, so, so. Wait a minute. These waves are mine. We'll all be planning out a And normally I would play a lot more of that music, but I'm not going to time. But he, if you ha- if you watch the movie, he changes into the wolf as he grabs his friend because his friend's about to get on top of this truck and mm-hmm. surf while they're driving, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox's character, who's now the wolf, grabs him and says, "No, these are my waves." Gets up and he's on the back. He's on this truck doing backflips and handstands. And he drives past yep. his dad's hardware store and his dad sees him. And if you haven't seen it, his dad, spoiler alert, is a wolf, werewolf too. But he mm-hmm. is absolutely pissed off. He's like, because he's, he's, yeah. he's, his son is now showing off his abilities. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it kind of rings true for with, it's not a superhero movie, but you know that saying, which is so cliched, great, with great power comes great responsibility. Comes great responsibility. And your son's mm-hmm. on top of a, a van just being a bit of a dick <laughs> yeah. and the other thing too is you know he everybody wants the wolf mm. but they then don't want the actual person yes yes michael j fox's character like the the actual person all they want in you know for you know once they see what he can do they're mm-hmm. all like leeches they're like oh you're gonna you're gonna be the wolf when you play on my basketball team we don't want you to be your normal self. We want you to be the special person. Yeah. And that's kind of a huge lesson in the movie as well. And it's so true of the way we are now where we kind of, even social media, we put up, put up this facade of somebody that we want to be mm-hmm. and we, pro- we project it out there. But in reality, we're not, we're, we're not really those people. Yeah. I'm not saying it's true of everyone. I'm not saying that everyone on social media isn't the person that they are on social media. I'm just saying right. there are accounts out there and people out there who would rather you not know who they really are and are comfortable mm-hmm. with being popular for reasons that aren't relatable to the actual person that you, you see behind closed doors. And in, right. it's a bit sad in one way. On another way, mm-hmm. if people really want their privacy, fine. But yep. that can be detrimental to you going forward if you become uber popular and then you have to put on this air of this person who you're not and the the mental strain and it's just it's just taxing for you to be that person mm-hmm. who you are completely not you're just somebody completely different and we get it all the time right. we get we get movie get stars um, actors singers who just fold up because they're like this is actually this actually isn't me this is yeah. this is something I'm putting on, and it's exhausting. I can't do it anymore, and they just fall off. They mm-hmm. they, they stop doing what they're doing. They stop singing. They stop acting, but they just don't do what they used to love. Because people want something from them yeah. all the time, which is in their case the character that they've created. Yeah. Right. Like, do do you guys really think that uh, you know when David Bowie used to go home, he was the guy on the stage? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Like, think about it, right? No, no he was no. to his kids. He was dad. Yeah. But that's a character, right? That yeah. he played on stage. Or Brad Pitt, right? When he goes home to his, you know, kids, he's dad. Yeah. So I totally agree with you. I think there are some really good things about social media. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, especially over COVID, it's connected 
people in different ways because we've had to be more creative in how we connect with people. Yeah. But then it's also exactly what you're saying is people putting on this image of look at me in my perfect life and younger kids you and I understand when we look at that we're like yeah that's not real mm. sweetheart you did not wake up like that <laughs> but it's the kids that are coming up mm. under us that are thinking that that is real yeah and those expectations some of those people have teams to get them to be camera ready I know. Right? I know. It's it's beyond it's beyond crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm getting up at six in the morning to get ready to go for my shift at the hospital. Yeah. You know, there's a not a lot other than putting my hair in a ponytail, a little mascara, and I shut Bob, we're out the door, man. We're gone. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> woo. Like there's not a whole lot of team going on. <laughs> right. <laughs> Most people don't have that, but a lot of people have in those positions, in those influencer positions, they have a team. Yes, a big team. Yeah, big team. And right? and like people are working full time on on this uh, persona. So mm-hmm. as a as a kid, you're trying to emulate that, and you it's not end, attainable. Yeah, you end up failing, and then you wonder why mm-hmm. you failed, and no one's really telling you that this person is paying Michael. 25 grand a year and Susie 30 40 grand a year and Philip you know all this money to to make them the person that you're seeing so it's really difficult and I'm I'm almost tired of seeing it you know in this in the media in social media I've got my own social media accounts and I get people like flying up on my um, search or in my, on my home feed and I think I just kind of flip past them because I'm like false false fake false false there's no way you can there's no way you're doing that on your own you know yeah um but people believe it and it's easy to believe Mm -hmm. absolutely it's called great marketing it is called great marketing i'm gonna push us on i'm gonna push us on yes because i want to i want to get your last movie done um yes so philadelphia philadelphia who is in this movie tom hanks and um, Antonio Banderas. I think Tom Hanks is like a phenomenal actor. I yeah. really, really, I really, really like him. Um, so yes, so Tom Hanks, Antonio Banderas are in this movie. And if you have never seen it, go see it. It is the movie that came out, I guess it would have been the 90s. 1993. Yeah. Yeah. And so this was just after the um, HIV AIDS all of that was had come out in the 80s mm-hmm. and there was such a heightened fear in the 80s of aids yeah what it meant we were still learning at the time about it what it was and um there was also a lot of hate mm-hmm. in the 80s towards the lgbtq community yeah. because people didn't understand and they, you know, would t- say terrible things. So part of the reason that this movie resonates with me is one, it opened my eyes to a different way of thinking in terms of healthcare. I was in nursing at the time and I was in nursing school and um, it showed me a different way to treat people, first of all, when you're looking at someone who is different then how about you treat them with respect Mm -hmm. and dignity? And so that was really one of the first times that something like that had opened my eyes more to how to treat people that are different from me. And also how to care for people when they are at their most vulnerable with dignity and respect that they deserve. Whether it's a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, whatever, it doesn't matter. But when somebody is in that position, at their most vulnerable moment to care for them in a way that they deserve, regardless. And sometimes we as healthcare workers, especially in a COVID pandemic, at the beginning of the pandemic, there was fear because we didn't know. Not a fear towards a group of people, but fear in general. Who was this COVID Mm -hmm. gonna get? I remember. Who who was gonna die from it? Yeah. we had to go in there and put our fear at the door or we wouldn't be able to look after people. 
And even now, when we're looking after people, there's this huge debate of vaccinated, unvaccinated mm-hmm. that goes on. Hey, listen, if you're in my hospital room and I'm lo- assigned to you, I'm going to look after you. I don't actually, at this point, you can be vaccinated, unvaccinated. I don't care. But uh, my job is to look after you. And my job is to do it to the best of my ability and to give you as much dignity and respect that you deserve. And that is what one thing that that movie really sat with me in terms of opening my eyes to looking after people in a different way. So that movie has always stayed with me. And um, the scene you're going to play is towards the end of the movie. And the music is beautiful. It's a um, classical Italian, I think it's. Yeah. I think it's Italian. Yeah, I think it's Italian. Yeah. Beautiful music. But just what he says about living in life. Play the clip. I'll play the clip. All right, I'll play the clip. Play the clip, <laughs> play the clip Stefan. Listen. sorrow to those who love me. All that single cello. It was during this sorrow that love came to me. A voice filled with harmony. It said, Live still. I am life. Heaven is in your eyes. Beautiful. Beautiful. And it actually ties in to what we were talking about at the top of the podcast Mm -hmm. about living life and loving and letting people know and that we are life it's one of those scenes where because i've seen the film i saw it years Mm -hmm. i saw it quite a long time ago and Mm -hmm. i remember watching it and i remember watching that scene and thinking to myself because i didn't know what the what the singer was saying so as tom hanks is listening to it he's telling the other character in the room like what she's saying and um mm-hmm. by that point in the movie he's quite sick and um, you mm-hmm. can actually see the i think you can see the lesions on his face by then yeah and um it and kinda, you know his death is inevitable yeah it made it made yeah. me realize that this man he's going to die but i think he's sort of accepting it in a manner mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a way of speaking he's he's listening to this music it's touching him in a way that i can't experience or i can't describe um unless yeah. unless i'm in that situation unless i'm this character living through that and i think it was a very powerful moment in the movie um mm-hmm. just spoke volumes about the overall movie and people's just experiences when things are just like that terminal basically you know he knows yeah. this is coming yes and to love and to live in the moment because we, like I said, we don't know when we're going to die. We are going to. It's yeah. inevitable. We just don't know when. So live in the moment. Live today. Be life. Yeah. And live a life. Right? And try. And, and fail. And allow yourself and to allow yourself to make the mistakes. Learn from them. Yeah. Exactly. And approach life with curiosity. No judgment to yourself. Because we're very good at putting ourselves in, you know, down. <laughs> I call it the critter Tell brain, <laughs> right? We're yeah. very good at, at having the critter brain take over, but just ex- just explore, live life through curiosity. No judgment, just curiosity. Because again, they can't live in the same space. Yeah. I know you've forgotten because we talked about this at the start of the podcast. I was going to mm-hmm. make you talk about yourself and your, your business again. So... I want you to just, because people might have forgotten by now. I want you to just remind us who you are, what you do, where you are right now. Because you didn't, did did you say you were in? I'm um, in Canada. I don't think you said that. I don't think you said that, no. I am Canadian, a proud Canadian. Um, So I'm a registered nurse still. I ventured into the health and uh, wellness life coaching because for me, it became about impacting people in a different way. 
one of the things the pandemic has taught me is that, you know, I'm great within the hospital. I know what to do there, but we're always dealing with the problems after they started. Yeah. So I wanted to find something that was a little bit more meaningful to help people prevent getting to the hospital and seeing me at that point. Okay. So that's why I ventured out into the health and wellness and life coaching and trying to impact people in more of a meaningful way. And through that, those experiences came my podcast, What Has Changed Your Life, where I decided that, you know, there's so many people that are at home feeling alone right now that I want them to know that they're not alone. So I've talked to people from all walks of life about experiences that change their life, good, bad, and different. And um, yeah, so if you ever want to be uh, on, just send me a message. I'm oh. on Facebook and Instagram. Oh, wait, is that an invite? <laughs> it is an invite. Oh, okay, scored myself yeah. an invite on my own episode, wicked. Right. Yes, and we could talk about what's changed your life. Uh, a lot. And how you got here. And um, yeah, because then people don't feel alone. Yeah. Because right now, I think there's a lot of people feeling disconnected from yeah. community, which is very important to humans. We like community. And so this is one way we can, I can give back and hopefully change one person's life that way. And then I teach online fitness classes as well, mm -hmm. because everything in Canada, in Ontario anyway, shut down. Yeah. Okay. So we don't open back up. I think we're going to try next week. Right. Fingers crossed. And then I've been on podcasts like yours and I've spoken on a few of topics that have changed my life. And that's how I got where I am today. Well, so that's a little, that's the Coles notes version. Not really. About I'm, <laughs> I'm going to make sure um, <laughs> that people can find you because I didn't say this. I'm going to, put your details into the this episode description with all your links and there's going to be a um a short bio as well of you in that um episode description so thank awesome. you thank, thank you, you thank you for being um on my podcast or my episode it has been wonderful i've had a good time have you enjoyed yourself me too i did <laughs> i quite liked it I love movies, so this is like totally right up my alley. <laughs> so thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, inviting me on your podcast. Thank I you for it. giving up your time. I really do appreciate it. It's been great. Thank you, Stefan. All right. Well, that is it. That's all we've got time for. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Movies That Made Me. Um, and I will see you again very, very soon. Bye, everybody.